And hello and welcome to another episode of Observe and Report. What's going on, people? My name is Jason Simmons. I'm one of your hosts, and sitting across from me, as always, is one of your other hosts, Jack Smith. Hello. Um, it is October. Mm-hmm. It's a spooky time of year. Mm-hmm. Uh, time for spooky movies. Ugh, yeah. Um, and not everyone likes those, as evidenced by <laughs> <laughs> my <laughs> immediate disdain. Um, <laughs> but me, um, that's kind of the majority of what I watched leading into this. Really? Yeah. I don't know because I like to watch. I like, Tis the season, mm. um, and. But outside of that, I just kind of gravitated to that for some Tis reason. This season. <laughs> what? I mean, you know, you want to feel that that spooky vibe, so you watch these uh, horror movies sometimes, and they're not all horror. Sometimes it's a Halloween themed film. That's mm. it. You know, a Halloween town here and there. A Hocus Pocus, not scary by any stretch of the imagination, uh, unless you're five and you are afraid of getting your soul sucked out. I mean, Bette Midler at that age just can't be terrifying. Her makeup was pretty scary. Yeah. Um, I had the thought the other day of like people who watch movies like Saw and stuff like surely they must have something wrong with them. <laughs> like there's no way. I remember in college a friend of mine bought, purchased with American dollars. Legal tender? Legal tender. Signed by the Secretary of the Treasury <laughs> and everything. The DVD of Saw. And I was just like, are you going to rewatch that multiple times? He was like, yeah. And I was like, what? Tor- in, torture. In his defense, I don't know this chap. Um, I don't know why I called you a chap. Uh, <laughs> um, he was fancy and British. You got him. <laughs> Bam. Nailed it on the first try. But He came to college in a horse and carriage. That horse and carriage guy? Yeah, yeah, With the, the, the coattails and everything? Mm-hmm. Top hat? Top hat, yep. Top hat McGillicuddy? Mm-hmm. Um, I, in his defense... I the first one's good. The first one's a lot of fun and surprising and fun? different. Fun in the sense of like, ooh, what a twist. I didn't see that one coming. Oh, God. Um it is psychological in its torturous nature and also pretty gruesome physically. I imagine. Um judging by the DVD cover. But it's worth showing to other people who are into that. Not just forcing someone to watch <laughs> that. <laughs> that would be mean. But like if they're everybody if, gather round <laughs> family viewing of saw oh, the tale of the saw <laughs> fuck that um no i would say the first one's like a, a pretty interesting story uh framed for a horror movie however it absolutely gets diluted by having six other sequels come out after it seven total movies yeah jesus christ um but speaking of saw chris rock is coming back to helm the new saw Wait, they're doing another Saw movie? They're doing a, a, it's a reboot. Um, and Chris Rock is behind oh it, God. of all people. It's not huh. going to be a comedy, from what I understand. <laughs> okay, didn't see that coming. No one did, I think. I don't think anyone saw that coming. But I'm really curious to see like what he produces or like what Are he makes. Are you sure it's not just a white guy with the name Christopher <laughs> Rock? <laughs> He's really into horror movies. Rock spelled R O C H E. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's it's him. It's the Chris Rock. Um, okay. But yeah, I'm I'm curious to see what comes out of his mind for a horror film. I guess he's going the Jordan Peele route. Cool. Of funny guy turned horror person. Well, because I didn't know. Like, I feel like um, you kind of it was not common knowledge, but 
a little bit that Jordan Peele likes horror movies, mm-hmm. but I never heard that about Neither Chris have I. Rock. Neither have I for Chris Rock. And you know how I'm always listening for rumors about <laughs> Chris Rock. I <laughs> know, you're a big rockhead. Yeah. Right. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you're just out there just like beating the streets. Reading, like, the, reading those trades. Reading looking the papers. I have my Google alerts ready. <laughs> What's Chris up to? Rock news. What? <laughs> <laughs> Everyone shut up. Spotted in Dover. Delaware. <laughs> What's he doing there? <laughs> What's anyone doing there? <laughs> what happens there? Chris Rock and Little Rock. Well, that makes sense. Okay. Probably <laughs> <laughs> well, visiting family. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's get to it. I guess. Strong start. Um, I watch a lot of stuff. Um, I'll start off with a bit of a double feature because I feel like to talk about one, it's easy enough to talk about the other. I saw Happy Death Day. And Happy Death Day to you. Um, I'm assuming that's a sequel. It's a sequel to Happy Death Day. Um, 2017 horror movie Happy Death Day um, came out. And basically the premise is it's a Groundhog's Day, but also a slasher film. This is a combination of two things I hate. Slasher (laughs) movies and time things, loops. Time loops. Oh, God. (laughs) It sounds like this would be torture for you. It It really would be. I would say it's actually fun and not scary. Um, it is a horror comedy. Mm. Absolutely. Um, I think the movie has a very strong lead, uh, in, in, uh, Jessica Roth. Um, she, they put it on her shoulders and she really rocks it. Like she, she Chris rocks it. All right. (laughs) 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 Um, and she really like is able to like lead this cast and like be funny and like be in this like horror these horror situations and come out of it like you know like on top and like have i seen her in anything else that's the thing i've not seen her in much of anything else at all okay. it just seems like she's like a bunch of like you know kind of like abc family stuff okay. but like wow she's like really funny and really charming nice. and you could see why this person is like the lead of this movie it's okay. like they made a great choice in like choosing her for that um overall it's like pretty well told like it's a the the basic premise being that she's stuck in this loop of like constantly being killed by this like you know slasher that she doesn't know the identity of um but she figures out like if she finds out the identity of this person and stops her own death then she can break the loop and in the process of doing so she becomes a better person she's Mm -hmm. kind of a jerk to everyone she knows like Mm -hmm. to her her father to Mm -hmm. her friends you know for any particular reason um I, they kind of give a little bit of a reason like her mom died very recently mm. her and her mom shared the same birthday and, she's, and the day that she's looping oh, is her birthday no so she's just like in a very crappy mood originally That's, from makes that sense okay and the fact she keeps dying and there's like coming to terms with that yeah that might why. make one grouchy yeah a little bit grouchy <laughs> but in the process of it like she kind of becomes a better person okay. through like solving her own problems in her life and then through that kind of solving why this killer is after her um i would say there's no real tension overall but like it tells like a it's a good variation on like the groundhog's day formula and it's mm-hmm. like well you know what yeah this can work in like other genres um and to segue over quickly to happy death day 2 mm. the number two you the letter you because texting and you know oh millennials yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um it's not good it's not nearly as good as the first one which is disappointing um the writer from the first one uh chuck dixon who uh has a history oh excuse me not chuck dixon i'm sorry scott lobdell is the writer from the first one and yeah he comes from comics and the first one's like well you know what that's kind of a comic booky kind of feel to it the second one he did not return it was the director that went ahead and uh decided to write the movie as well that cannot always be great it's not always great i guess it's a bit of an art film uh directed by christopher landon and it doesn't come off well 
Um, it's like very convoluted. Instead of becoming like a horror comedy, it becomes like a sci-fi horror comedy. Oh, because uh, a science fiction comedy with horror elements. That's weird. <laughs> like the genre changes totally. A lot of tonal shifts that don't feel right, and also they kind of bait and switch you. The trailer and the first ten minutes of the movie make you feel like, oh, it's the same premise as the first film, being looped in the same day. However, this time it's all the side characters that are getting killed, mm-hmm. and it's her job to like stop these side characters oh, that's getting killed. Okay. And like the side characters seeming like, oh, they're gonna have more time, and like mm-hmm. we get to like learn about these characters a bit more. Like that's kind of cool. She yeah. becomes like a supporting character to these other characters. Totally. But they don't do that. Oh. They do a bait and switch. The first 10 minutes are that. And then it becomes, it's actually about parallel universes. I don't like that. Exactly. It was like, okay, you're, you're adding a hat and a hat here. Yeah. Like, this is already like a gimmicky kind of movie. You're adding this other gimmick to it. It just didn't feel hmm. good or smooth. And it gets convoluted with like a love triangle plot in there. And it's just well, like, what are we doing? Uh, and it has love, my other thing I do. <laughs> you would hate this. Yeah. I would not make you watch this. I would never do that to you. Is it the same cast? Same cast. Mm-hmm. Um, and none of them have changed in the two years between the two films. Mm-hmm. Um, this one was 2019 this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, both of these movies are on HBO Go. If anyone out there wants to, you know, or HBO Now, if you have that. Uh, if anyone wants to watch these, you can right now. Um, and make a little double feature for yourself. Um, but as I would say, I'd recommend the first and not the second. You okay. can skip that. Do something else with an hour and a half of your life. <laughs> Read a book, ride a bike, um, or watch another movie. I don't know. Um... But one, what have you? One thing you can watch. What, what a segue. Come on. Give it to me. <laughs> um, I watched Gary Goldman's uh, The Great Depression. Oh, yes. I, I also saw that. What did you, you think? Uh, I enjoyed it. I He's an incredibly likable guy. He is. And I've liked him for years and years. Did you know that he performed at Fordham one time when we were there? <gasps> oh, now I'm mad that I missed it. Or did I? You may have been in the audience. Um, it was like our freshman year. It was like a while back. I don't remember. That was 50 years ago. <laughs> huh. I, I'm not sure. Um, but he's delightful. Mm-hmm. And um, I found it particularly, for me, very relatable. Mm-hmm. Um, and I kind of liked that it was half or like a quarter documentary, kind of. And then the rest of it was a stand-up. Mm-hmm. Getting to see some kind of context for it. Um because he went through, I think it was 2017. He basically yeah. that whole year was incre- like horribly, like suicidally depressed. And they don't ever say the, what the onset of it was, but just that yeah. he was going through it yeah. real hard. Yeah. Um, but I the special was good. Um, it was very funny. It's not 100% my sense of humor. It's a big chunk of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but particularly he did a bit about this is going to sound dark, but child abduction, that was incredibly funny. <laughs> um, he bounces around with topics. Um, but yeah, I really enjoyed it. Like his comedy is like very well written and like yes. very smart. Like very smart. he's a very smart guy. He and clearly like, chooses his words um, very specifically. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that. Like I love like his, uh, you know, discussions on like male masculinity yes. and like, what's expected of him because like he's a six five guy like 225 pounds played football at boston college yeah. and all the things that were expected of him throughout his life were looking this way and Absolutely. being this way and he's like i am not like i have a security blanket <laughs> like, <laughs> i am not the person that i look like he's a beautiful adonis <laughs> yeah um and like i've heard like interviews with him like on other podcasts mm-hmm. and even other comedians are like oh my god you're so gorgeous you're such a handsome guy what are you doing comedy for and it's just like well you know 
because I like comedy. <laughs> like, yeah, he says I'm... that he's uh, got a Gryffindor body, but a Hufflepuff soul. <laughs> and it's so true. And he's great um, on other podcasts getting to getting to know him which sounds kind of weird but i don't like it i don't like listening to comedians talk about comedy i like listening to comedians talk about themselves and Mm -hmm. personal stuff um and yeah he's just very like kind of brutally honest and lovely that was the thing about the special he was very honest and open with like what he was going through and Mm -hmm. what he was experiencing like having you know people sit down and like talk with his mom Mm -hmm. and like you know his wife and like even his therapist like you know and just explaining how he was feeling what he's going through like uh his discussion of time like you know in uh being hospitalized for depression and like it was it was really good like i wish i would have liked to have heard more about from his wife Shade. Not the Sade, but a woman, <laughs> gorgeous woman named Sade, and how she was seeing it from the outside mm. must have been crazy. She talks about it a little bit. Like, briefly. But, um, and she's like tearing up while she's talking yeah. about it. Yeah. Um, but I, yeah, I really enjoyed it. It was it was a very good special. I believe it was uh, d- directed by Judd Apatow. It was. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I love what the points where they stop and like, you know, the documentary stuff and go into like, you know, what was happening with him and what mm-hmm. he was doing like that was like a really fun part of all that i agree yeah what else but, you got um what else have i been looking at um probably more horror stuff yep more horror <laughs> stuff hereditary um oh, God. i watched this nice little family film <laughs> um about a family going through a really hard time and just you know what a death in the family how it can either bring a family together or really set them apart Jason, when I see, because it's currently, I think, on Amazon uh-huh. or Netflix or something, yep. even just the thumb- thumbnail of it, mm-hmm. if I am just scrolling through Amazon, I have to make sure I scroll so that I can't see that thumbnail because yep. it's so goddamn creepy. Mm-hmm. I hate it. And your description of that thumbnail and my description of uh, of this movie, um, both accurate. Uh, and let me, <laughs> let me just... Uh, counter what i just said by saying this movie's fucked up in a lot of ways i do actually know the entire plot of it because as much as i uh dislike horror movies Mm because they scare me because i'm a giant baby um i also am fascinated i always want to know the plots you love being told the story i love being told the story of a horror film Mm. i don't want to read it i don't want to watch it just tell me (laughs) so i do actually know the whole plot and the ending of it so you won't spoil anything for me as as I was watching this movie, I was like, "Oh, this is like very moody and atmospheric." Like to steal a quote from my friend, uh, direct the movie is directed by Ari Aster, and uh, he said, "Well, that guy, yeah, he likes miniatures, hates families." <laughs> <laughs> That's basically what the movie is. It's about like the destruction of this family through just like secrets and mental illness, maybe. <laughs> but as as I was watching the movie, I was my reality and understanding of it was being altered because mm-hmm. I was like, "Well." This is all in her head, right? Tony Collette is mm-hmm. like the star of the film. Um, and she's seeing, and the basic premise of it being her mother dies. Um, and it is having an effect on her for sure. Mm-hmm. Like she's being stressed out, like, you know, with her family. And she, and as she's dis- discovering more about her mother, she says her mother's very secretive. She learns more and more about her family history and her family history of like mental illness and maybe a cult that her mother was involved with. Ooh. And as she's like digging more into her mother's past and like, trying to figure out a bit more as like why her mother may have died well she's doing all of this her child dies like in a horrible accident like and then that sets her even further down maybe this path of like mental illness or maybe this path of like what is actually happening in my family Mm. and as a viewer watching this i'm like what the fuck is actually going on and i thought like well this is all happening in your head like this 
this all feels a bit too grounded and real for anything out of the ordinary to be happening. And because I keep saying like as a history of family illness, when you see things happening to her kids, you think like, okay, also it's in their head. Like, you know, it's, it's like the movie says hereditary. Mm-hmm. Um, but in reality, nah, it's spoilers <laughs> um, for, if you haven't seen hereditary, like skip ahead, like, you know, another three minutes, it's some demon shit. And like, I didn't expect that. <laughs> like it's possession and like demonic entities. And I'm like, what? Okay. All right. Didn't see that coming. Um, it's a great cast too. Um, what's his name? Um, Gabriel Byrne, Tony Collette, um, Alex Wolf from the Jumanji movies. Uh, Wait, uh, who from the Jumanji movies? Alex Wolf. He's the the son, um, and he plays. Uh, In which Jumanji movie? The original. The new ones. Oh, I don't think I. There's more than one. There's gonna be a second one this uh, Christmas. What? Yeah. Did I see? Wait. Did I see the most recent Jumanji? With The Rock and Kevin Hart and. Oh, that I think shit. you did see it. Gotcha. <laughs> I okay. think you did see this movie. Oh boy, really um, left an impression on me. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that happened, and also, <laughs> 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 like, <laughs> let me tell you about my favorite part of this movie, oh, and Dowd. Um, as I've said before. I've never said this before. Anne Dowd is a motherfucking G. She's the best. Anne Dowd. She, you've seen her in a lot of things. She is uh, in The Handmaid's Tale um, as, God, I forget her character's name, as uh, Aunt Lydia in The Handmaid's Tale. She is in The Leftovers as, like, the best character on that show, maybe. Um, she is a, as Oh, a, yes. She's great in everything she's in. Yes. The notes I've put here, she's a straight-up gangster. Um, arguably the best actor of everything she's in. Mm-hmm. Um, combine Kathy Bates with your worst substitute teacher, and you get Ooh, and that's out. an amazing description <laughs> because she, yeah, she has the um, such a pre- like if she's playing a an intimidating or creepy character, she has like Glenn Close big dick energy. You're just yeah. like, oh, you might kill me. Yep, with your bare hands and there's nothing i can do to stop you and you'll just stare me in the eyes as you do it yep like you're so good you're so scary like her intensity is amazing and she's Mm -hmm. just like really good and i feel like i'm sorry i'm eating candy corn (laughs) you Um, monster how dare you i feel like if you were to meet her on the street she's probably incredibly nice and has like sweet aunt energy yep Mm -hmm. you know but once the flip switch switches it switched oh boy it's not coming off till she's so good in the leftovers she's excellent she's I, like like i said one of the best parts of that show and mm-hmm. you don't expect it because i didn't know her before that show Mm-mm. and she's probably been doing this for years Scaring. she pops up in stuff all the time yeah absolutely and i hope she pops up in more like it is a pleasure to see her and if i see her it's like a mark of quality like yeah oh this is gonna be good yeah. someone's gonna get yelled at <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah that was that was hereditary um it's a wild ride what else have you been watching? Wait, so did you actually say what your favorite part was aside from just her? Or just oh, her? she's the best part. Okay. <laughs> she's the best part of it. Um, there are some just crazy parts all over that movie, but she's the best part of that movie. Okay. Um, I watched a bonkers documentary. Um, I don't know if you've seen it. Maybe you talked about it. Three bonkers ago. documentary. Yeah. What? Explain. What is bonkers? What is this about? Uh, it's called Three Identical Strangers. Oh, okay. I thought you said the name of the doc. It was a documentary about bonkers <laughs> and the only bonkers i know is an animated cat from the 90s 
<laughs> if only Disney TV show. But continue with your mm. very serious documentary that you watched. <laughs> Wait, have you seen it? I've no. heard of it. I've okay. wanted to see it, and I know it's on Hulu, but I've not watched it. So it's um, it's a it's just a crazy thing after a crazy thing. Um, it's not spoiling anything when um, these three brothers. Um, they're triplets and one of them um he goes to college one day his first day of college and uh everyone's coming up to him being like hey eddie and he's just like what like his name's like david or something mm-hmm. um and that's how and so a guy he meets there is like are you like so you're not eddie and so he drives with his friend this guy and meets his twin brother wow yeah Welcome to college. Here's your brother. Here's your twin brother. Yeah. Jesus. And then you find out that there's a third. And um, and at first they're just like, okay, well, yeah, I knew this going into it. Um, I guess I'll keep watching because I really I just kept watching because I was told that crazy things happen. And I don't want to spoil anything. Um, but just uh, things just build up on top of each other in crazy events that you don't see coming jesus it's i can't say anything without spoiling it it's wild because like from the premise that you just said of like it's the first day of college it sounds like a comedy almost oh, yeah it totally does oh, oh like, it could be have you been saying at you, least that part of it that part at least it's like oh man like eddie the party legend dude what are you doing here it's like what my name's paul i come from a small i'm a I live, i'm a quiet person i've never been a party well, legend eddie, in my life eddie was of the three i think it was eddie of the three brothers was the most kind of gregarious of okay them. and so everyone was like eddie it was like awesome i can't believe he's here was like i think it's robert david and eddie and so i think it very was like normal robert. names yeah like, and so he was just like oh what i'm very uncomfortable what do you mean <laughs> yes. And um, then, like, imagine going over to meet Eddie. It's mm-hmm. like, what's up, numb nuts? What's who's? The, what, why do you have me? Why do you have me in your car? What's happening? Is this prank? Are you pranking me? Like, um, that's crazy. Yeah. Do you? Th- I'll spoil it for you if you don't think you're gonna watch it. I think I will watch it. Okay. But I, can you give me a light spoiler, like one spoiler thing? Because like this is it's like a study that has been done or whatever, like on the on these three. Like it's a public story, mm-hmm. like not just in the movie, but right. like like anything that you can give away that you think is like a light spoiler that i could take that uh there's a conspiracy it was concocted that's all i'll say there was a conspiracy and you're just you're you're left with your jaw agape la infanterie (laughs) (laughs) the three brothers liquid solid solidus Um, I would recommend it. Um, <laughs> it's. I think you would enjoy it. Um, just so you know, what I just said is from a video game that kind of mirrors this almost. Three brothers separated at birth that don't know their brothers until they fight each other. They fight each other? It's a very convoluted series oh. that also has many conspiracies. <laughs> well, then you'll like that, presumably. Because, <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. I can't... I feel i can't say too much but it's a great documentary um that uh it's a little dark okay yeah i'm in for a dark documentary i can do that i think i would highly recommend it um for the one of the few things i watched that was not dark Mm. um the righteous gemstones 
Oh, how is it? I've it, been wanting to see it. It just finishes first season. Um, if you know, you, this is Danny McBride and yep. Jody Hill's third or fourth, like or fifth, like uh, collaboration together. If you don't know by now, it's gonna be dirty. It's gonna be raunchy. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be rude. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be gross out. Um, and it's gonna be funny. <laughs> um, it's yeah, the third HBO show that they've done together. It's got a great cast in Danny McBride, Excuse me. Uh, Adam Devine, John Goodman, uh, Edie Patterson, who I feel like she, I've only seen her in um, the previous co- collaboration I had, uh, Vice Principals, um, which was she's excellent in that. She's amazing in this. Uh, maybe one of my favorite parts of it. Um, Skylar Gisando from uh, Santa Clarita Diet. Uh, and I'm glad that he's getting to do something outside of that show um, because it was sadly canceled. Hmm. Um and Scott MacArthur as like the main antagonist and of course my man your man Walton Goggins yeah <laughs> who is excellent at playing a much older man playing a man like in his sixties oh um although all they've really done like to age him up is like tan his skin very badly mm-hmm. and like give him a like a gray wig okay. uh and some huge aviator glasses. <laughs> And he's he's excellent <laughs> um, as a very cantankerous old man. Great. Um, and yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. It's like I said, you know what you're getting into with these dudes. And how many episodes? Ten episodes. Half an hour. A uh, half hour. Okay. Not even half an hour. Like twenty five minutes okay. max. Um, but it's a great ensemble cast. Um, some fun little side plots, and overall funny. Like you know what you're in for. Yeah. At this point. Cool. I will look into this. Yeah, worth worth some time. Um, I watched something that I think you watched also because I think I saw you post about it. Uh, Little Monsters. I also saw Little Monsters. Mm. How you feel about it? <laughs> 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 um, I mean, Lupita Nyong'o was great. I agree. <laughs> um, she can do anything. Yep. She continues to be possibly the most beautiful woman on the planet mm-hmm. um her dresses were amazing or her yes. dress was amazing <laughs> um so and it was fun to see her get to play kind of a funny role ish yeah when she um when she gets josh gad in a corner because he's been a huge asshole and she threatens him best scene in the movie <laughs> it really was it was just an amazing like 45 seconds it's like oh this is why you want an Oscar <laughs> <laughs> it's Jason yes. um so that she was obvi- like by far the best part of the movie yeah the rest of it was I thought there was gonna be more um like the way the movie looked it's like this is centered on Lupita Nyong'o right it's not no <laughs> it's not at all yeah no like it's centered around like some oh god i have his name he here. looks a blonde guy who looks like if chris hemsworth and matt damon had a child he is australian so he Minus may be the charm tangentially related to a uh a hemsworth what's his name here um bu- 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 alexander england sure uh, <laughs> um and he's fine like he's okay but it's just like i'd rather lupita i, I want to know more about lupita nyong'o's character Absolutely. it should be focused around her agreed she has an oscar and he does not <laughs> <laughs> and she's just so much more charming charismatic mm-hmm. and his character is so unlikable white dude slacker um classic like wants to be a rock star 
like not good with his girlfriend yeah is an irresponsible dick yeah and then like things kind of work out for him i was like this is you don't deserve her pretty basic like it just feels like oh well okay and josh gad's great in it he is, but he's like, clearly having a good time just yeah. being a dick. Like, I hated the character, but he's doing a lot of good work in yes. it. Like, he's he's really working his ass off. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like it's a little uh, um, art impersonating life in that, like, he plays a very jolly character in Frozen. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't think of it like that. <laughs> and I think he's a lot more, he's really, he's not an asshole, but he's very, like, kind of cynical and stuff in mm-hmm. real life. So seeing him having to kind of portray this is also <laughs> a, another level of entertainment <laughs> i didn't think of it in that mm-hmm. context like yep. that is pretty funny i guess he has to play a very happy snowman <laughs> frozen where in real life he posts videos um of him working out being like why the fuck does anybody work out this is the worst <laughs> like, yes josh god i get it <laughs> um it's an australian production yes which i didn't see coming neither did i mm-hmm. like an australian production like released directly to hulu at least in the states mm-hmm. i don't know about worldwide mm-hmm. but like oh well that's cool and australia and like england um i believe it was funded through like the lottery system which is like i need to read more about that that system of films and how those are made mm-hmm. but essentially the national lottery when you buy a lottery ticket it's also helping to fund some films as well. Oh, that's cool. And other projects as well. Like it's just oh, well, that's kind of a nice roundabout way to fund some arts programs. Yeah, so that's, absolutely. That's cool. Um, so yeah, that's how that movie got funded at least. Hmm. But I'm just uh, yeah, I just wish I wanted more from that movie. I did too. And it sadly did not provide. I was waiting because there's not really. God, we did we even talk about the plot of the movie? No, sorry, <laughs> the plot of the movie um, is Lupita Nyong'o is a teacher. And uh, whatever Alexander England you said, yeah, um, he is the slacker who is staying on his sister's couch because his girlfriend broke up with him because he's terrible. And his uh, nephew is also there. And when he sees Lupita Nyong'o, she's obviously gorgeous, so he volunteers to go on this field trip and chaperone it with her. Um, and then the uh like petting zoo thing that they're going to has is right next to a military military facility (laughs) where they're doing experiments on zombie things and the zombies get loose but for some reason they're u.s soldiers in australia united states base yeah no i don't know how that works exactly but whatever yeah it's fine um yeah i just it didn't there wasn't much of a build-up. Like, no. like, okay, you're getting there. Okay, now the zombies are loose, and now we're just sitting in this... Uh, it's a lot of sitting. It's a lot of sitting. And I don't know if it was just a budget thing. They couldn't go anywhere else to do anything, mm-hmm. but it kind of builds up, and then it just plateaus, and the rest of the thing is just like, yeah, okay, so we're just doing the same stuff. Yeah, it feels like it wasn't... It didn't take that long to shoot this movie, really. No. Like, I felt like, you know, they, they had what they had, and mm-hmm. they used what they used, and they... Did a pretty decent job, it. I yeah. thought, like you know, they used the locations well, and they're they're the actors that they had on hand very well. It's just the writing. Yeah, and, and yeah. It's like a little bit weak of, the, of a premise, yeah. I guess, but it's fine. It's on Hulu. It's mm-hmm. free. If you want to just look at Lupita Nyong'o's beautiful face yeah. for an hour and a half, worth it. One other excuse for that, right there. Oh God, goddess. Um, <laughs> but what else did I watch? Oh, um, I saw Joker. Um, oh yes don't um tell me too much about it i won't spoil anything um because you've not seen it mm-hmm. i enjoyed it overall um i think joaquin phoenix is doing a good job overall i mean overall i think he's doing a very good job mm-hmm. he put like, a lot of work into his role um i think he's portraying the character very well 
um, at least that version of the character mm-hmm. very well. Um, overall, I th- I think at the end of the day, the wrong people are going to take the wrong things away from this movie. Um, oh. Insofar as people that you know are like, this movie's going to be it's going to be the death of society. What? You're taking the wrong things away from it because there is a certain sect of people that believe that. Okay. People that are like, this movie is telling the truth about what society's ills. Oh. You're taking the wrong thing away from this too. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's, it's I don't know. I think people are putting more on the shoulders of this movie than, than it can bear. Yeah. Um, yeah. People have really gravitated toward this movie in particular for some reason. Just yeah. They really are putting a lot of feelings toward it. There's a lot of emotion behind this movie from the from the people that are going to see it. I think. Yeah, I don't quite understand why society has gravitated toward this one in particular. I'm I'm not necessarily sure myself. Especially um, when it's not like it's any more violent than there's so many other movies that are out that are so much more violent mm-hmm. and everything. I don't For I'm, sure. I'm not sure what the deal is. It's like with this because it's like, I don't know, I guess it's a man being downtrodden by society and mm-hmm. a lot of people can identify with that. I can understand entirely. Um, I, I just think that ultimately the movie doesn't make a strong decision on how it feels about its main character. Mm. Um, like they show you all the things that he does, you mm-hmm. know, good or good and bad. Mm-hmm. But they don't really like make a hard line decision on how it feels about the character, whether or not mm-hmm. this person's a villain or, you know, a hero of the people. Okay. It doesn't do a good job at that, I think. And do you think that that was very intentional, though, to leave it up to the audience? Um, and even that, because if you if you are to leave it to the audience, I think it's pretty clear, like, this is not a good person. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, granted, like, this person's suffering from, like, a lot of different, you know, things. Mm-hmm. However, the end result of what he did, you can't necessarily look at that as a good thing. As a justification. Yeah, as a justification for, you know, the things that this person has suffered. Right. It's just like and and also, you know, um this this isn't a spoiler, but it's set within like the world of Batman, of course. Mm-hmm. Um and you know, there is a Bruce Wayne here mm-hmm. um and as a child. Mm-hmm. And it kind of is a preamble to okay. things to come. Gotcha. Um, and this movie, from what I understand, will not have a sequel, as said by the studio and whatnot, and the director Todd Phillips, who directed mm-hmm. the Hangover yeah. trilogy, yeah. <laughs> which is a, an odd choice. But um, you know, I think he, he made a pretty decent movie. Um, but it, it, given the circumstances of the of the city mm-hmm. and what happens to the city, mm-hmm. it makes me question what kind of Batman does this make later on. Mm. it's it's very curious to me because of the, the, th- the things that happen the societal things that create the kind of gotham that it creates it's just mm. like what kind of batman does that make either that makes someone that is like absolutely hardline against crime mm. or someone that is absolutely sympathetic to the situation of the city and you don't even get a batman you get just like a very generous bruce wayne that mm. like tries to save the city i don't know um that's just me i'm sorry you had to talking such vagaries about it because i was too yeah. lazy to see it this afternoon no it's totally fine um i will say this all that aside mm. it was very cool to see the places that i lived represented on oh, screen yeah, nice. it's cool to see jersey city it was cool to see Nork. Oh, it was cool, cool to see the bronx like represented in just like a, a movie it's like awesome is that where cool. the, most of the filming took place in those three places uh yeah a lot of the filming took place there at least you know from from what was advertised here like they, they did a lot of filming very cool um yeah one of the locations is literally like right down the block what? um so it was cool to see that. It was yeah. cool to see the places that I live represented on screen. It's so exciting whenever that happens. Yeah. Also, it was like, man, Gotham's like kind of a cesspool. Have I lived in cesspools? <laughs> <laughs> like, Less charming. 
<laughs> no, I haven't. But it's just like, oh, it's it's just a nice feeling oh, to totally. see the places that I've walked through and been in be a part of like a, a movie. Absolutely. Um, I and felt the, the same way with Spider Man. Yeah, like in yeah. Queens and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, yeah, it's kind of cool to like. I, I stopped at that stop. That place, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's like kind of fun. Agreed. So yeah, those are my Joker feelings. Okay, I'm excited to see it. Mm-hmm. Um, and another thing that I watched um, that actually is violent uh, is Ripper Street, which is a show on Netflix. Ripper Street is that set in the time of the Victorian era with Jack the Ripper? What do you think? Well, <laughs> <laughs> I think. Uh, oh God, I think Ripper Street is uh do you want an, ex- an insane answer or a reasonable one? Oh, i shouldn't have said i should have just not said anything about it um i kind of want an insane answer okay so you <laughs> see there's an underground tournament of top spinners out there <laughs> <laughs> and when they spin these tops they let it rip okay <laughs> and ripper street that's where the best of the best of the best rip okay and this is all about a tournament just use the Best Ripper of them all, Ripper Street, in theaters this fall. Is <laughs> a sequel about Pogs? <laughs> it's called Slammer Avenue. Yes. <laughs> just guys slamming Pogs down in the it's background. Slam Francisco. Uh, but go on. <laughs> what is Ripper Street? Um, thank God, Ripper Street is not actually about that. Um, it is. Uh, it has Matthew McFadden in it. Fadian? Yeah. In it. Um, Jerome Flynn, who plays Braun in Game of Thrones. Oh, yeah, yeah, um, Who I find myself very attracted to. <laughs> um, and um, it's set in the late 1800s. It's dirty London. Um, it starts off with a thing, with a murder that... Um, they think is Jack the Ripper, but ends up not being him. And Ooh. so Matthew McFadden and uh, Braun <laughs> uh, play detectives. Okay. Um, in just a dirty crime-ridden London. All right. It sounds like many vibes of like the uh, not the Mentalist. Um, that's a totally different show. What? Um, crap. Freaking. What? What? Wait. Al Fanning. Set on oh, TNT, the alienist. The alienist. There you go. An ist. I know some drama. Kind. Yeah. <laughs> yes, you do. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, uh, very much similar vibes to that is what I'm getting from uh, this. Similar vibe, uh, dirtier. Mm-hmm. Um, but an equal number of vests. <laughs> just men in vests, left, right, and center. Mm-mm, I'm loving it. Is is this a Netflix original or is this a BBC drama? Uh, I think it was BBC. Okay. Um. Yeah, I'm I'm feeling the clothes. I, I can tell you're feeling the costuming in this. All right, it's great. Um, there is an American guy who plays an American coroner mm-hmm. who's helping them, and he had he sounded weird. So I was like, oh, it must be like an English guy who's doing an American accent. Nope, he's American. Just American and talks <laughs> weird. I feel you, buddy. It's okay. And I looked him up, and he actually looks better with the like 19th century facial hair than he does without it so need some mutton chops on there at all times mutton chops mustache i'm in love with them okay all right now what's your preferred kind of vest are we talking like 
pinstripes are we talking i don't like pinstripes as much okay are we talking a a five button situation or a three button situation i'm not looking at the buttons i'm looking at how tight it is on this <laughs> sweet sweet man boss is what i'm looking at who gives a shit about buttons jason jesus christ this is where we differ note you don't care about the vest just how tight it is on a man's body yeah good stupid the <laughs> toy <laughs> Looking at what what it's containing, and it's containing beautiful men. It's just I don't know. It's just very like flattering. Uh, I will accept. I'm laughing so hard. It's okay. like a a man version of a corset. You're just keeping it. Tight. You know what? I guess it is. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's showing, showing off, off what needs to be shown off. Mm-hmm. It's good stuff. Uh, does the main detective have kind of some kind of secret in a bad marriage? Yes, of course. That feels like a staple in like a BBC cop drama of any kind. There's always has to be a very like uh, tortured soul. Mm-hmm. And he's got some kind of like uh, like scarring that looks like it was a burn or something. That of course they have not revealed yet because I'm only five episodes in. Could have been from a top accident of some kind. A what? A top accident of some kind. Top accident. We see on Ripper Street. Where they uh No, he, he wasn't attacked <laughs> by pogs or whatever the fuck, Jason. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> I thought you meant like there was an accident with his vest and somehow left scars. Also that could have been too tight, alright? I not possible. Yeah, that's true. Because <laughs> if it's too tight you just take it off. <laughs> so it's a win win. <laughs> And they do have guys without their shirts on enough in it that I'm just like, yeah, this is a great show. <laughs> it's quality television. Thank you, BBC Lottery or whatever the fuck. If you had a tailor shop, it would either be shut down in a week or the most popular shop in town. If I had one? <laughs> yes. Yeah, instead of mannequins, I just had live beautiful <laughs> men in my windows. I'd be measuring very inappropriately. <laughs> like, you don't need, you, you need to take a fifth measurement of my inseam? Yes, yes, I do. We get these pants just right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. This is why I can't tell people I work with about this podcast. <laughs> uh, Ripper Street. If you like man bods, just check it out. Check it out. Well dressed man bods. But also, like. <laughs> It's not like they're a bunch of Brad Pitts. <laughs> like, <laughs> they're just guys. They're just like dirty, like late 40-year-old men. <laughs> that I'm, like, I'm really into brawn for some reason. I think because he's very manly. And like he's like the enforcer. Very cavalier and doesn't give a damn. Well, I mean, well, he is like the enforcer and he like beats guys up. Okay. But also he's got a soft spot in his heart for one of the... Uh, sex workers so i'm just like oh look he's sensitive too <laughs> he bought her flowers and took her to a play he's the perfect man oh that's nice and he wears vests <laughs> i want to marry him <laughs> okay fair enough mm-hmm. the the, the things my that favorite thing i've watched in a while on <laughs> i will I feel like i need to just watch at least a, an episode just figure out yeah. what you're seeing in this everything <laughs> and i will say sidebar vest sidebar they've made their way back into elementary the first season there was a lot of vests mm-hmm. then for some reason they disappeared from the wardrobe now here and there they're back and so am i okay elementary also good for best watching 
Best watch, 2019. Best vests on TV and film. Not enough. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, I'll talk about something that I really enjoyed a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, El Camino on Netflix. Oh, yeah. I um, When I saw that they were doing that, I was just like, why are we trying to just continue to milk this cow? Mm-hmm. But uh, is it good? It is excellent. Really? It is one of my favorite things I've seen this year. Wow, it's okay. like this in book smart for me. Interesting. Like it's excellent. It's so much fun to be back in that world. Like, mm. and t- when I say back in this world, we are like four minutes removed from the end of Breaking Bad. Oh, we're starting exactly as, as it ends. Is driving out of yes, like we are with him exactly as the, as the screen cuts on the last episode of Breaking mm. Bad. The lights are up on El Camino. Okay. Um, it is great to be back in that world. It is fun to see those characters again. When you say those, which characters are we talking? Um, I mean, I guess without spoiling anything, and, and this doesn't spoil anything at all. Um, seeing Badger, seeing Skinny Pete. Um, oh, oh, I love Badger. And I'd love to see him in a vest. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. He's so lanky. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Shut your mouth. He's cute. You know what's annoying is he's cute, and but just by virtue of being a tall guy. Like, if he was in real life, he'd have a super hot girlfriend, and, and I'd just be like, ugh, <laughs> to the curb, because he's tall. It'd be cruel if I saw him at a party with the best. It's like, but he's, it's not like his girlfriend's automatically going to be tall. No, no, but tall guys get hot girls. I guess this is a true thing. It is. <laughs> I almost said, look it up. It's nothing to look up. <laughs> Excuse me, tall man. <laughs> I know this microphone can't reach your mouth, but if you can tell me. <laughs> there's, literally, there's a guy at work. I texted Megan, and he's got to be 6'5", and I walked by him, and then I kind of stuttered and stopped and then kept going because I measured, and his le- his hips are almost at my boobs. Jesus. Like, what? How? What? That's a thing that can happen. That's uncomfortably tall. It's very tall. I'm sorry, we got real off. Tallness aside. El Camino. El Camino is exciting. It is tense. It's an amazingly tense movie insofar as... Oh, it's a movie. Oh, yeah, it's a movie. It's not a series. This is a one and done situation. Oh, okay. Um, It's a movie. It is two hours long. Okay. Um, It is all about Jesse getting out of New Mexico. Hmm. Like, that is the the premise of this. Um, And... There are some very fun and satisfying. It, it almost feels like fan service, but also feels like. But re- still true to the story. True to the story. Very uh-huh. true to the story in the sense of like, this is closure for you fans that you oh, wanted okay. this. That's nice. In the sense that, I mean, and God, maybe this is a spoiler and I don't really want to spoil this movie for anyone. But you get to see some characters that maybe you thought you wouldn't get to see again. Oh, okay. In some moments of flashbacks. Oh, nice. And I was going to say my favorite character is Mike, but I wouldn't see him because he's dead. Maybe you get to see him again. I'm not saying yes or no, but <laughs> really suck if I didn't see him again. I just really got my hopes up. But I think there are certain characters that died in the series mm-hmm. that fans maybe felt like they didn't get their time with, mm-hmm. and I think they get their time with them this time. Okay. Um, in some very nice moments. Okay. Um, this movie is beautiful. It is a gorgeously shot movie. Oh. Um, New Mexico. I didn't realize it can be so cold and uninviting. And just and you love you have such an interest in the I have Southwest. big interest in Southwest, but like it was very cool to see that because like you can see why he doesn't want to be here. Yeah. <laughs> like the environment doesn't even want him anymore. Okay. Um, 
you get some really good moments. Um, oh, I can't remember. Uh, Jesse Plemons um, oh, have a so huge good. role in this. Um, they show you a lot what happened to Jesse while he was being locked up and tortured mm. for several months at a time. Mm. Um, you see Jesse's growth as a criminal and as a person. Wait, you mentioned Jesse Plemons. Jesse Plemons, uh, who is in this movie, who was right. in Breaking Bad as well. Right, right, right. But Jesse, the character, um, played by... Uh, okay, I wasn't sure if you were still talking about which Jesse no, we're talking sorry. about. sorry. <laughs> You're talking about Jesse Pinkman. Jesse Pinkman. Okay. Um, and you see his growth um, as a... You can see a little bit of Walter White in him at this point. Okay. Like, be willing to, to risk a lot of things in a situation where maybe shouldn't risk it. Mm. Um, and you can see, like, that influence play on that character at this mm-hmm. point in time. Um, it's really good. Um, okay. Robert Forster died the day it came out, and he's in it. Um, oh. the vacuum salesman, if you remember, the guy that can get you out anywhere you need to be, like, and give you a brand new life. I don't remember. Um, yeah, he's excellent as a, a last role. What a way to go out. Mm. Um, yeah, it is for a Netflix movie. Mm-hmm. For a, pres- it, it feels like a prestige Netflix film. Mm um and yeah, they, i mean they've been pushing it pretty hard they've been pushing it pretty hard almost like one would push drugs like one would push drugs some blue Ayo. stuff <laughs> um but i loved it it okay. was it was great i'll have to take a look because i was very dubious when i was like oh come i on. think a lot of people are i think yeah. a lot of people are they're like jesse fuck him like, and i don't know why i don't know why people don't like him i, mean, I was not a fuck jesse kind of <laughs> person but i did not find him to be particularly interesting on the show i absolutely did oh yeah <laughs> okay interesting yeah i was i was uh seemingly a psychopath because i but you're not alone in that was weirdly rooting for walter white you are kind of in the majority here like yeah. i think a lot of people like were gravitated towards him were absolutely on his side um, I recognize that Jesse is the character you should be rooting for. Because <laughs> he ends up in the end being a victim. But he just, even though he has a good arc and you see his character change and stuff, he just wasn't, I mean, doesn't have the charisma of your Walter White's. There, I think there are endless think pieces now on why Skylar was right. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. She was right the whole time. You just hated her. You just hated her while she was like, oh. like she just wants to stop the fun. Keep walking into that pool, Skylar. <laughs> You're so annoying, but I 100% agree with you. And, and, I, and of course, like the being magnetized to Walter White and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But I, I think there is a lot to be said for Jesse and his character and his, yeah, his, his escape. Mm. Um, but yeah, I really enjoyed it. Um, did I feel like Aaron Paul bulked up a little bit since uh, Breaking Bad? Did he have to like lose weight or anything? Um, th- yes, mm. I would say that there are two, three phases that they show you that they show you different sizes of Aaron Paul. Oh, okay. Um, uh, you know, pre-torture, torture, mm. post-torture. Oof. So okay, he his weight fluctuates throughout the film. Gotcha. Um, okay, I watched, uh, one and a half episodes of the show Succession. Oh, on okay. HBO. On HBO. It? Yeah, I'm aware of it. I've not seen it. Okay. Um, so Brian Cox is the head of both a family and an international media conglomerate. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of Warren Buffett style, if you will. Uh, it's um, ba- it's kind of based on them very loosely, right? I have no idea. Okay. It would make sense. 
uh, not Warren Buffett, excuse me, um, the Murdoch family. Of the, like the, oh, yes, that's, sorry, yeah. Um, I'm not sure I can see how that would make sense. I think I got, again, white man blindness. <laughs> I just got those two rich old white guys m- mixed up in my head. One's kind of benign and actually like, pretty good like about like you know theories on Warren money. Buffett. What? Yeah, Warren Buffett. Murdoch's known as kind the of evil, evil version. Kind of yeah. like a real life Mr. Burns. Gotcha. <laughs> okay, so Brian Cox's character is more of Murdoch. Okay. Um, uh, Jeremy Strong plays... So he has four kids. Jeremy Strong is a kid named Kendall who... I always associated that with being a lady because of the Kardashians, so that was a little bit of an adjustment. Really, I was I was assuming the boy's name with Kendall. Oh, interesting. Um, then Kieran Culkin as his son Roman. Um, Alan Ruck is his son Connor, and Sarah Snook is his daughter Siobhan. Um, and then my boy Matthew McFadden from Ripper Street is also <laughs> on this show, um, playing a much different character. Um, so he's, so Brian Cox is the head of this, um, huge international company. He's a gajillionaire, um, and his oldest, or uh, yeah, I think oldest, or at least, uh, most ambitious son, Kendall, um, is set to take over the company because Brian Cox is retiring Mm -hmm. and there's clearly some stuff going on with him. Um, and then stuff going on being like mental difficulties. Yeah, he's 80 in the show. Okay. And so, like, you know, just things that come with age. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, this is not, I don't think it's really a spoiler. Um, things get, there's this big family, it's his birth, Brian Cox's birthday. So, there's this big family gathering, and he turns the tables and it's like, actually, I am not going to retire. Um, I'm staying as CEO of the company. Ooh, how Shakespearean. Yes. And Kendall's <laughs> just like, what the fuck are you talking about? And the whole family's like, what? Because they're all on board. Uh-huh. And so it's this mixing of family and like business, business which is obviously very tricky. Uh-huh. Um, it is a great show. Um, all Kieran Culkin is fucking hilarious. Nice. I'm, I'm glad for that. Yeah, he's great. He plays the most irreverent of them all mm-hmm. and kind of sees how ridiculous everything is but he's also an asshole and all the kids are assholes like i can pick it up most from him in the trailers that i've seen of the show he's very funny it seems like they give him all the funniest lines i don't know how true that is yes it is very true okay um so it's a great show um the writing is really good i feel like the portrayal of um family dynamics is pretty accurate it's on a much crazier level because there's so much money and power involved but it's very real kind of um interactions of like one of the sons brings in like his ex-wife or girlfriend whatever and she's a lot younger and just like the looks that people share of like jesus christ why (laughs) is he bringing her in like those kind of family dynamics are all there which is blown up because like it means more in this context and world of like business and being in the public eye absolutely okay um i cannot continue watching it because they're so reprehensible that I just can't do it. Fair enough. But it's excellent. I would nonetheless recommend it to people. Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily for me. I might try to go back and keep watching, but it is excellent. All the performances are really great. Um, especially the guy who plays Kendall, who I think was in the big short, maybe. Okay. Um, he's fantastic. Uh, Cause he really goes through all the motions. Cause he's clearly a guy who, 
he idolizes his father and everything he does is to impress his father and get his um, approval and just having this rug like taken out from under him and watching that breakdown is interesting. Like the way you describe it now, it reminds me a lot of the Righteous Gemstones actually, like mm. or Righteous Gemstones kids came after, very similar to this in the sense of like family dynamics and that as mm-hmm. opposed to business, it's like a mega church yes. that they're running. And like, you know, these three kids kind of jockeying for power against each uh-huh. other versus their aging father who may be stepping down. And these other outside factors, which are like, you know, coming at the family that mm-hmm. they kind of have to like, hey, if you don't get, don't get your, your shit together, it's going to take you all down. Yeah, because with this one, it's in a yeah different, bigger stage. But like um, because it's an international business, when things happen, like stock prices could fall drastically. And like right. it's huge. There are many implications. Um so I don't want to spoil anything. It's a really great pilot. They did a fantastic job of introducing you to these characters. Okay. Um, and you get a feel for each of them pretty immediately. Um, and then there's kind of a proxy for the viewer in that there's this random cousin who's kind of this bumbling idiot. Like no power, no stake in anything. Yeah, he's like one of... He's like brian cox is like grand nephew or something random Mm -hmm. um but he needs help so he comes kind of into the family randomly and he's just like what the fuck is going on um it feels like it feels like very much like a shakespeare play like richard the third something like that it very much is but it also very much so and like this nephew feels like he either doesn't matter at all or could mean everything to the, the stake of this family like later on who knows um he's young so like He's just being manipulated by everybody. Oh, like a pawn to be used yes. for information or against other people, that yes. kind of thing. Okay, all right. Um, but watching, it's almost Game of Thrones in that you're watching these players kind of play against each other, I was, but they're also siblings, and it's, yeah, it's interesting. I was just going to say that. I was going to say it just feels like if you miss the political turmoil of Game of yes, Thrones. this will fill in that gap for you. Okay, and it more, it sounds very, like. Yes, it's very tense. Um, I hope it wins awards because it deserves it with the performances that I've seen so far. There's a lot of positive talk around it. I think it yeah. did. I don't know if it did well at the Emmys. It feels like it did, but I'm not oh, sure. Oh, I don't know. I know the second season, I think, just came out. Yeah. I've seen it on a lot of buses. They've really been pushing it. Oh, yeah. They're pushing this one hard. Yeah. Uh, um, but worth it. It's a really good show. Okay. That maybe I just talked myself into giving it, continuing it. It sounds like. <laughs> it's just the character. They're so good, but particularly the grandnephew guy like he's so fucking dumb and annoying and mm-hmm. i'm just like oh but am i i do want to know what happens okay <laughs> so yeah um so something totally lame not mm. totally lame but kind of lame mm-hmm. um on netflix an original movie uh in the tall grass uh oh okay just yeah. came out this year 2019 yeah, yeah. um it's based on a story written by uh stephen king and joe hill um joe hill being stephen king's son um and you would think i don't know a father a father son collaboration um would be i guess better but maybe the book is better i'm not sure but the show itself is not the movie itself is not that great um basically these travelers on the side of a road get stuck in this field of endless tall grass once you enter you can't get out you can't find your way back to the road um they all go in there to kind of try to help each other 
but it's a time loop movie um to be honest it's a time loop movie. to be honest this is something else you'd hate it gave me a lot of feelings of cube 2 hypercube <gasps> that's just rude <laughs> It felt a lot like a cube situation. But you like cube. And I do like cube. This wasn't that good, though. There wasn't like any variety to the perils that if they faced. If it face. wasn't as good as cube to <laughs> hypercube, fucking kill me. The main peril that they faced was Patrick Wilson. Like, I mean, don't we all? <laughs> he's waiting around every corner. And he's riding those seahorses into battle and whatnot. Every dark alley in the depths of the sea, there's Patrick Wilson waiting for you. He's handsome, though. I'd be cool with it. <laughs> Um, he plays a uh, handsome psycho in this. Mm. Um, he, I feel like he also, um, excuse me, often plays handsome psycho. He, uh, there was a period of time we just played like down, downtrodden guy that is m- m- makeuped and dressed to look like a shabby dude. It's like really, yeah, for a while there, like from two thousand nine to like twenty thirteen, it just felt like he's really always that Patrick guy. News, man. As a Wilsonologist, let me tell you, <laughs> um, I'm very well versed in Patrick and his ways. Okay. Um, but in this, yeah, I mean, yeah, the base supremacy travelers go into the, uh, the the tall grass. They wind up dying and seeing themselves die and knowing that they died, and just this very cyclical pattern of death. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's never really explained as to why they're stuck in this cycle. It's not even really hinted at as to why they're stuck in this cycle. All we know is that Patrick Wilson touched this big rock in the center and he has all the <laughs> knowledge of the of the big field of grass and he just wants yeah. to keep killing these people because that's what the grass wants him to do. Oh, um, boy. It just it just feels like a very weak premise that wasn't really expanded on or explained really in any way. That's the thing. I think it sounds like it would be good up through like act two and then it just kind of falls apart in the third act it kind of does all it literally folds back in on itself yeah like okay the end of the movie is the beginning of the movie oh spoilers um <laughs> but i don't I, it's not really worth your time that much in, in hmm. all honesty like and it's sad given the, the pedigree of the original story yeah but i don't know it just felt like they didn't pull it off i feel like netflix it's not so great at making shows so much as it's great at making thumbnails shows, <laughs> it's great at coming up with a terrifying or intriguing thumbnail for a show well make the poster and make up the rest along the way seriously <laughs> they come up with posters and they're like oh uh, yeah this one's gonna be like grass <laughs> like, okay because i saw and they changed them out so frequently and i remember seeing um a new thumbnail for that movie mm-hmm. and it was like all white and like a blank white canvas but then a f- person's face kind of in that white but with uh grass shooting out of the orifices mm-hmm. that's fucking terrifying, fucking terrifying. Yeah, like, i'll click on that that thumbnail looks great and then you watch it and you're like eh, not as good as the thumbnail <laughs> netflix should just make thumbnails uh well you watch netflix primarily on what apple tv yeah on Apple TV, when you hover over a uh, uh, a thumbnail mm-hmm. of, a, of a show, does it play a trailer as well or no? It automatically. Oh yes, it's really annoying. Okay. Yeah. All right. Just want to know because I know the interface like looks very different compared to like most other devices. Oh really? And yeah, oh yeah, definitely. Oh yeah, it automatically will play them, which okay. I'm not. A fan which is the of. same thing as other devices oh, okay. as well. Yeah. Um, I just was curious about that. Which is tricky when I accidentally hover over something scary. Mm-hmm. 
then I panic <laughs> and just try to find the nearest children's animated show <laughs> to hover over because I know that's Come safe. Come on, Penguins of Madagascar. <laughs> Get me out of this one. You joke. I wish it was in there. <laughs> Fucking love that movie. It's hilarious. Not enough people know about it. I've heard nothing but good things about it. Probably from me. And other people. I'm a real fan. Like, <laughs> so very sincerely. It's a great movie. I don't doubt that. I, really, really I would funny. like to see it myself. Yeah. I've, I've yeah, seen some would. thumbnails and clips. I'm like, this looks pretty fun, actually. The number, like, the rate at which they throw out pop culture references that are really funny is, like, hardcore. Mm-hmm. There's so many. It's so great. I feel like you'd really appreciate it. I would. I'd like that. Did I mention I work for Penguins of Medicaid? <laughs> <laughs> I'm really pushing this. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, I don't have anything else aside from the assignment. Um, I've got a couple things. I have two things I'd like to talk about. Uh, I can get through them pretty quickly. Uh, I watched your time. Killing, I watched Killing Gunther. Um, the Taron Killam uh, directed and starring film. Oh yes, yes, yes. It's a lot of fun. It's very fun. Um, stars him. Uh, Bobby Moynihan. Um, I love Bobby Moynihan. He gets to act with his wife, Colby Smulders, which is really really nice. fun. Um, Hannah Simone from New Girl. Oh. Um, and Arnold Schwarzenegger uh, mm. as Gunther, who is the one to be killed. Mm. Uh, the basic premise of the film is that Taron Killam is a hitman, uh, and he wants to be the number one hitman, and oh. he wants to take down the number one hitman, who I is his, his ambition. His ambition, who is Gunther. And as we go through the movie, you find out, well, he doesn't really want to just be the number one hitman. Gunther was with his girlfriend, Colby Smulders, oh. after he broke up with her. And he's very mad about that. Um, and he basically leads a team of assassins into their, their dooms as they go up against Gunther, who is the best hitman in the world. And they keep getting taken out one by one. Hmm. Um, it's really funny. Some very funny uh, deaths that occur um, throughout the film. Uh, the action is surprisingly good and like oh, well choreographed. I can see that. Um, you can see like the movie doesn't have a huge budget, but like mm-hmm. what they had, they used very well. Um, it's shot in a mockumentary style, um, and they use that to good oh, effect. I, didn't I know think. That. Okay. Uh, um, it's very funny to see him interact with like, the camera crew and the camera crew like interacting with Arnold Schwarzenegger, and just it's a nice bounce back with everyone. Schwarzenegger is not in the movie for very long, but when he's Probably there, for the better. He's really funny in it, actually. Uh, I think he plays off of Taron Killam very well. Okay. Um, and yeah, it, it, the movie's like well directed too. Like Taron Killam as a director, it's like I would watch another movie that you made for yes. sure. Um, I feel like he's such a fan of those things, and he's seen so many of them. It that shows. He knows how to make them. It yeah. shows for sure that he's a big fan of action movies yeah. and like wanted to make a really good action movie. Uh, and I, I think that it definitely shows, and it feels that way. He's delightful. I enjoy whenever I see like. Um, podcast or anything with interviews with him mm-hmm. he's so positive and just great to yeah listen to his conversations it, it was a, a fun thing to watch it's on amazon prime oh, okay. if you have amazon prime you'd absolutely watch it right now um yeah it was it was a fun movie um i started watching shameless on uh netflix american or british american gotcha. um it's really pretty people doing terrible things um it's kind of funny uh william h macy being in the trouble that he is right now um one of the plots of the very first season directly reflects (gasps) the situation that he's going through no shit for sure um where in which his kid is helping people well the reverse a little bit actually his kid is helping people cheat on the sats 
and their scores are invalidated and they're not allowed to go mm. to the colleges of their choice. Mm. So it's very bizarre. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So that was just odd to see. But outside of that, um, it's it's weird. Not junk food. But it, it's it's almost like you, you want to get some vices out by watching this show because it's nothing but vice the entire show, mm. um, and people also talk about HBO being like, oh, like you know, you're going to see some nudity on this. Wrong. Showtime was there first, and they've been doing it longer and better. Um, as far as like you know, just oh wow, didn't expect to see that. As far as nudity on screen, it's just there. Happens Wait, a lot in this, this show. A showtime sh- a Showtime show. This is a Showtime show. A Showtime show. That a Showtime show. Difficult to say. <laughs> um, so there's a lot of nudity in it. Yep. Like, of all folks. Nice. Yeah. So male and female. Ooh, but you know what I don't want to see? William H. Macy's peen. Uh, so far, I've not seen oh, that. Oh, God. Okay. But He's a wrinkly It's face, possible. So I feel like, oh, I and don't want his leaner to reflect his wrinkly face William H. Macy's doing a great job on that show so far as portraying that character um, who's just a real deplorable human being like there's something that happens on that show for me at least where it's like alright I have no sympathy for this character anymore mm. a- this character could die in the next episode I don't care oh. screw this guy I'm never gonna watch it so what uh, oh he allows a woman to die <gasps> like she's supposed to get a heart transplant he picks up the phone and it's like oh she doesn't need that anymore he allows her to die so he can collect on her pension money that he doesn't get anyway. Oh. That she specifically tells him straight up, like, you're not getting this. This is for my daughter. Yeah. I'm like, I have a daughter. You're you're not anything. You came here to fix a few things around the house and, like, try to sleep with me. I'm not giving my pension money. And she dies. Wow. And she, it's just like, whoa, well, huh. No, I am not in support of this character and anything he does. Is the sh- does the show after that still try to get the audience to like him, or they or does the show seem okay with you hating him? No, there are moments where they definitely try to like pull your heart first. Like, look how mean his mom is to him. Like, so what? <laughs> I don't care. Because un- unlike Breaking Bad, where even though Walter White does horrible things, mm-hmm. you still in the end root for him it's i don't know it feels like they, they lean on the crutch of like well he's an alcoholic and he's got like you know drug problems it's mm-hmm. like so what he yeah. let a woman die yeah i'm not for that hmm. interesting okay um so yeah that's where i fall on that show um but you like it i like it i like it overall how many seasons are there like nine holy it's shit. still ongoing like oh what yeah starting like 2011 the kids are in their 40s <laughs> <laughs> Like the current like uh, thumbnail or a poster for the show on like Netflix is like, mm-hmm. who are these people? It's like, oh, <laughs> who are the kids? The kids are like grown ass people. And Ross them as her own family. <laughs> I think so. I don't know. That could have happened by the ninth season. That's crazy. Like the the little the littlest ones yeah. who are like nine and like ten. Like I think are like now like twenty in their twenties on the show. So it's just like what? This is weird. <laughs> um, so yeah, hmm. that's uh, <laughs> it was just weird to see that. Um, and one last thing, the very last thing I watched before the assignment, um, <laughs> before the assignment, um, was Zombieland Double Tap. I did, oh, see, did that. see it. I did see it. Um, it was. I appreciate you reaching out to see if I wanted to see that, but not Joker. That was nice. I took that. It, uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. No, that's fine. You Joker were out. was impromptu. You were out with another out. friend doing, having fun. That's, and then mm-hmm. I saw it and yep. I was like, no, it's nice. fun. That's fine. And then. You could have talked about it, but no. Could have. Okay. I'll just wait and see it by myself. We shouldn't 
we should plan these things mm-hmm. so we should do yeah we should do that ahead of time mm-hmm. um but i saw zombie land 2 aka zombie land double tap um it was fun it was a lot of fun um no one's age a day uh except for abigail breslin um <laughs> it's uh they introduced some new characters, uh, Zoe Deutsch, um, who I'm not terribly familiar with. Oh, I like her. Um, she's really funny she's, in this. She's a spunky little funster. And that shows in this movie. Nice. <laughs> she's a lot of fun and very funny. Um, it is great to have other additions, too. Uh, Rosario Dawson is perfect. <gasps> it feels like, why weren't you in this? the first one? It feels like you should have been here when already. When you said that, I was like, wait, was she in the first one? It because feels like it, It's right? very much her vibe of, like, it's funny. Mm-hmm. Some it's, action. Yeah. Like, it just feels like, yeah, you are a perfect fit for this. Yeah, absolutely. Um, She's so pretty. Luke Wilson and Thomas Middleditch um, also appear. Oh, didn't see that coming. They play essentially mirror versions of uh, Woody Harrelson and Jesse Eisenberg. (laughs) Okay. There's a lot of uh, fun humor that is played played right there. I like it. One of the funniest jokes in this movie, it is a throwaway joke that they do in the first five minutes, but I really enjoy it. They go to the White House. Uh, Woody Harrelson claims himself as president. Oh, let me ask. So I apologize for interrupting uh, for the millionth time. Mm-hmm. Um, go right ahead. This is what the show's about. <laughs> um, how far, how much time has passed since the last movie? The exact amount of time is in our world. Ten years. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. Shit. It's, right. They released the movie on the 10-year anniversary of the, of the first one. Gotcha. Um, but they go to the White House. No one's there, of course. Um, they set up shop there. Woody Harrelson declares himself president. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the first acts that he does is he does a presidential pardon for Wesley Snipes. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> and it is beautiful and very subtle and just like one would ask like well yeah that's kind of funny but because they have a history of making movies together and are friends in real life oh really it's just like yes i didn't know they were friends Perfect. in real life <laughs> they made like t- uh, two big movies in the 90s together but they've stayed friends throughout what movies uh white men can't jump and money train oh, okay and it's just like yeah i'm very happy to see that that's really funny <laughs> um um and yeah like it's fun crazy action not even crazy action just like enjoyable action it's doesn't feel as surprising as the first it definitely feels like well this is like on the definite downside of like the zombie craze like it's certainly it's more of a comedy than the zombie aspect far of more yeah. so yeah okay. way more of a comedy um are the zombies like are they still around i'm glad you asked that question um yes they're still around okay. however it is a big plot point that the zombies are changing and evolving and there are different kinds of zombies now that's oh, why do people want zombies to evolve but it's like it goes both ways like there, some zombies have gotten dumber <laughs> um they call those homers um <laughs> some some zombies um have gotten like stealthier they call those ninjas mm. some zombies have become a bit smarter and they call those hawkings um <laughs> and they show you examples of how like they're much smarter like in in all their various aspects yeah. and like the newest version is like uh they call it a t-800 uh a terminator basically um because they are just hard to kill like they can take multiple shots like the face and like body basically just destroying their skull is the only way to like actually put them down um and yeah that becomes like the big crux of course the plot of the movie being um uh abigail breslin and emma stone run off and kind of like you know do their own thing uh, Abigail Breslin runs off with a boy. Um, mm-hmm. And the, the big thing in the movie is she just wants to be a people her own age. 
Oh, yeah, totally. Um, and Woody Harrelson and Emma Stone and Jesse Eisenberg basically go off to find her because they know that these new zombies are out there. Mm. She's we're there with this pacifist dude that she's really into. And she, they're just like, she's going to die if we don't go and get her. I feel like I might actually enjoy this movie more so than the original. Um, Emma Stone is really funny in it. She's like really, really good in it. Nice. Um, and yeah, I just had a fun time. Turn off your brain and just let the, the fun wash over you. Um, and stick around for the end credits because there's fun stuff in there. Well, don't leave me hanging. I, it's a big spoiler. Oh, okay. okay fine. <laughs> it's a big spoiler, but um, a lot of fun. Okay, cool. Um, and yeah, that's the last thing I saw prior to the assignment. Um, your assignment for me was the new Batman Adventures season one, episode 11, Over the Edge. I was very specific. <laughs> you were very specific. Um, when did this come out? This was like 98, gotcha. I want to say. Um, 97? I forget. I I think I was probably immediately smiling because I forgot how charmed I am based on our childhoods by the look of 90s cartoons. Mm-hmm. And it's a very specific look and I really liked the animation in this. Oh, okay. Um, I was kind of surprised. Um, I also forgot how... Um, popular like bazookas and like uzis were in the 90s <laughs> everyone loved one of those big like cannon type things yeah. on your shoulder and just <laughs> and it's huge and blows stuff up um so the this was a trippy episode jason it was a trippy episode that is true and so it starts off with them like running away from batman and robin uh running away from the cops and then I wrote, who is this mullet Batman? Because <laughs> I, I don't know anything about comic books. And all mm. of a sudden there's a guy with a mullet on a jet ski coming out of nowhere. <laughs> with, I guess I have white man blindness even in cartoons. Because I was like, he looks like he has the same jawline as Batman. Is this another <laughs> Batman? Um, and I had to literally rewind it. Because I was like, did I miss something? Did Batman get off get off of this boat and go onto a jet ski? <laughs> um uh it was uh there was a line in it that made me laugh which is batman saying i can see it as clearly as my parents murder <laughs> <laughs> it's a thing he thinks about often <laughs> apparently um so it was not mullet batman it was richard grayson who's nightwing yes the very first robin uh oh yeah interesting the whole story of that is that uh, Robin at a certain point was like, you know, Batman, I can't work under you anymore. Gotta fly. This bird's gotta fly, baby. <laughs> gotta do my own thing. So he moves to a different city, uh-huh. uh, takes on this new identity um, as Nightwing, uh, becomes a cop, says like, Bruce, I don't want your money. I'm gonna like, you know, do this on my own. Oh. Uh, becomes a cop and becomes Nightwing, uh, the defender of a city called Bloodhaven. Bloodhaven? It's a crazy name for a place. You know where I'm not moving to? <laughs> Bloodhaven. That's the thing. And the comics are supposed to be worse than Gotham as far as like the level of crime that happens there. How, what? He wanted a challenge. He wanted to be his own man. I don't see how that could, he, how it could get worse. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, Which is why there's a, another Robin there that's much younger. Yes. And yeah. he's like a child. Yes. He's like 12. <laughs> um, I enjoyed all... I haven't, I don't think I watched car- 
cartoons very often or like even animated things really mm-hmm. and when i do now it's like pixar and stuff and there's just so much production value and just yeah it's uh, so bright a visual feast it is and so just having a normal cartoon and just like the little foley work of like uh if they're running you just hear like the pitter patter of their feet mm-hmm. and it's not there's not a ton of music in the background you're just focused on what's going on mm-hmm. and it just filled my little heart with joy <laughs> um the voices were all great mm-hmm. i feel like the voices were perfect they're what i wanted i want it was like a good Batman voice, a good Robin voice. Like they're all, I don't know, all the little things. I just really enjoyed them. That's all. cool. Um, Bane is basically just head to toe bondage gear, which I thought was hilarious. <laughs> Looking back at this episode, I was like, oh, he is just in bondage gear. Yeah. <laughs> that is a spike collar. 100%. <laughs> Like, okay, cool, gimp guy. Because, like, his original inspiration is like, he's supposed to look like, like a luchador. But, like, this is just a gimp. Nope. At yep, this nope. Point. He is wildly inappropriate. And I was 11, and, like, <laughs> yeah, Bane looks badass. It would have been hilarious <laughs> if you were like, uh, Jason, what do you want to be for Halloween? Bane! <laughs> and you're just dressed so like a tiny gimp. Leather daddy <laughs> outfit. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, whoa, that went over my head at that age, but <laughs> all right, Bane's into whatever Bane is into. I can't deny the man. <laughs> I, I think my jaw dropped when he came up and was like, wait, what? <laughs> and then Batman was like, Bane, and I was like, oh, okay, this makes, I guess, a little bit more sense. Um, so um, it ended up being most of it was a dream mm-hmm. because, uh, is it Batgirl? Batgirl, yeah. She... Um, ended up being knocked out by some of Scarecrow's fear gas. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so her biggest fear, like she ends up dying and then Batman and her father, who's uh, Gordon, uh, they end Commissioner Gordon, they end up uh, being becoming enemies because of her death. Mm-hmm. But then ends up being a dream. So my question, I wrote at one point, this is so confusing in all caps. <laughs> <laughs> um so why did you pick this episode? I picked it because it was definitely a lot different than any of the other episodes, you really? know, in the run of Batman. Um, it's kind of like Batman's greatest fear. Everyone's greatest fear come to life. Yeah. What if I was exposed? What if I was just out there in the world and like the whole thing came crumbling down? I have to fight a man dressed in bondage. <laughs> a man dressed in bondage on a roof <laughs> in my old city. <laughs> um, like, no, like, what if, like, the person, your greatest ally in this whole war on crime, like, you know, turned on you? Just said, like, no, you killed my daughter. Yeah. You, my, one of my best friends, his daughter died on my watch. And just, like, just seeing that and how that affects the character. Like, once he puts the mask on, he doesn't take it off again. Mm-hmm. Like, he's just there and sad the entire time. He's like, Tim, just get out of here, man. No one's mm-hmm. gonna blame a kid. Like, and seeing things that you just wouldn't normally see, like, Alfred, like, jumping on a cop to be yeah. like no don't shoot my son <laughs> like things he like that. that he doesn't say that but that's oh. essentially what it is like that's my kid over there yeah. like i raised that boy yeah. <laughs> you're not gonna shoot him like just it was like the most extreme things it felt like the end of batman I in many believe ways when i saw this woman like when they show this woman dying crashing on top of a police car i was like what yeah it's a that bit is dark a bit more extreme than like most other episodes yeah. that I could think of at the time. Where it's like pew 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 mm-hmm. and a guy in a mullet. 
on a jet ski. Like, this is exactly <laughs> what I wanted. And like, I thought the animation looked really good in this particular episode. Yeah. Like, it um, does. it's cool when Richard Dick goes back to his apartment. And like, you know, it's just a very stark looking scene. It's mm-hmm. entirely starting in darkness and yes. he's in light. Then all the lights come on. Like just the shift from like light to dark tones mm-hmm. was like really cool. And just like it just caught me. I was like, God damn, like I want to tell someone else about this yeah, that doesn't cool. know about this. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a lot more even than I thought it did. Mm-hmm. I would. Um, um, and I like the ending too, where it's just like she's full of fear. Just like, I got to tell my dad. Yeah. Like, you know, what I do at night. <laughs> like. I'm back, girl. I need to tell him. And he's just like, hey, whatever you need to tell me, whatever you think it is that's bothering you, you need to tell me. Like, you're your own woman. Like, I trust in whatever it is that you're doing and whatever it is that you're doing is good enough. When he says that, like, I can't remember his exact words now, but, like, that he doesn't need to know and everything that, yeah, she is her own woman. I was like, oh, wow, that's very kind of progressive for that time. Right. Like, I was like, that's a sad statement. But, like, you know. That's something I would expect to see now, not mm-hmm. something I would have expected to see then. Like twenty years ago, yeah. You know, it's just like, oh wow, like he was like, I was, he wasn't like, my daughter's not going to dress in a cape and fight mm-hmm. crime. It's like, hey, maybe she is doing that. It's a possibility of things she could be doing. I don't care. <laughs> I trust whatever she's doing. She's staying safe, and she's got a good head on her shoulders. And I and I think I did my job as a parent. I'm gonna walk away from this. And I just realized that in her dream, it'd be really funny. If most of the time Bane was dressed normally, but in her dreams, she just put him in bondage. <laughs> like, Ooh, what does that mean? <laughs> what? Why was Bane dressed that way? I know. That's really what I took away from mostly from this episode because it really made me laugh. And there were some funny moments too, like uh, the villains being like, we want money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who is Batman? Bruce Wayne's Batman? Money. Not money now. I've. My whole body's broken because of him. Um, yeah, just yeah. When they had those four characters and like Harley Quinn was really funny mm-hmm. when they're interviewing her. Um, yeah, it was it was really fun. So yeah, good recommendation. So I just I don't know. I thought it was just different and just yeah. a good thing. Um, as far as my uh, recommendation, my uh, charge, my my watch Your was assignment? my assignment <laughs> was uh, criminal. Oh, um, it was I could not remember <laughs> criminal uh, episode one. Of the British series, mm-hmm. um, which was intense, right? It was very intense. Um, well, yeah, you don't realize how much your butts clench no. until it ends. You're like, oh my god! And like, it's a battle of wits and words mm-hmm. and, and will, it, and, and just will. like, how long can each of us hold out? Because what's interesting is like, I'm walking in there just thinking like, well, pff, David Tennant's obviously guilty. <laughs> <laughs> it's just I looked at his face. I was like. I don't trust you doctor mm-hmm. um but 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 he does point out things in like his explanation of like why he was there and what happened of just yeah. like well, shit that is logical it's acting in acting because mm-hmm. he when he starts to explain what's going on so he's accused of killing his stepdaughter um and when he's trying to explain what happened yeah you go from seeing this silent or near silent man who looks very um creepy he just he looks creepy and mm-hmm. he's, he's got like dead shark eyes a fully bearded like yeah. thick beard david Tennant just feels like wow i haven't seen him look like that right um and so not then, unkempt but just a thick beard <laughs> <laughs> please don't take offense to you're still very handsome um i'd like to see you on a post um and so then when he starts to protest and like proclaim his innocence yeah it's a very convincing spoiler alert it's a very convincing act you're saying mm-hmm. oh so like 
I'm even doubly impressed that David Tennant is acting within acting. It's it's in the writing in it. It's the kind of script that an actor looks like, and they're just like, "Oh, could you please send me a, a fork and knife, some salt and pepper? I need to eat this script. <laughs> like this is delicious. <laughs> like it's just." It is just full and ripe for like any like as a person watching it's like fuck I want to say these lines like it looks like so much fun mm. also like hard work oh yeah as well Very but like days, yeah you could just feel like everyone that's here wants to be here and really yes. wants to do this and like it's very much in the moment of the scene and with and even with such a good like such good writing with different actors especially with not with david Tennant in that role it might not be nearly as compelling mm -hmm. but he kills it and like i didn't get everyone's names but um chill four is like so good he's in so this good. and like he looks so good because <laughs> like the other guys are like these little white nerdy boys uh -huh. and then he comes in and he's like really well dressed and his clothes are tailored better than everybody else's and i believe he has a very nice coat <laughs> i was immediately taken with him and i was like ah yes <laughs> Um, and he has such a presence and so when he walks in that room you immediately I feel like everyone just kind of like set up a little bit straighter mm -hmm. so good and like the shooting of it like you know like it's not I was thinking for some reason it was like a bit going to be darker mm. but like no it's like it it looks like a modern interrogation room yeah and the whole thing kind of happens the interrogation room and the rooms around it yep. sort of yep. but it really does feel like you're watching a live stage play it does right and like the way that the dialogue is said and like the beats of it like in mm -hmm. the editing of it just makes it feel like you're there with them in the moment like yes. it feels like a live production you're watching yes um and even when we're not in the room we get so much information from just the way people interact with each other outside mm -hmm. of it mm -hmm. and the conversations that they're having. Like the, one, the, com the one conversation, I forget the names, uh, that the one subordinate was having with, with her superior, but you don't know that at the time. They're mm -hmm. just talking about, you know, all your ex-boyfriends back in town. And like, you know, mm -hmm. it just feels like real, like, oh, it's just like, we're just two people talking at work. Two, two girls chatting. Yeah, about yeah. boys at work or whatever. Yeah. And then she just like ends that conversation with like, that's I forget heard the exact wording of it, like that's detective or like that's commander or whatever. Right, right, right. And it's like, oh, that means shut up about this. Yes. Do not talk about my relationships at work. I'm still your boss. I'm still your boss. Yeah. It's like, ooh. <laughs> like all the tension between not it's not just in the room. It's no, like radiates outside of that. It's between the characters. And yes. like it's really well done. Yeah. And I don't know if it's an anthology series or not. I didn't watch the next episode or anything like that. So it's this a different, um, different. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Person of interest, if you will. Mm -hmm. um, same cops. Same cops. Okay. Um, the, in the second episode, it's the female detectives who are in the room interrogating, and the men are kind of more behind the scenes. Okay. Um, Haley Atwell is the main person of interest oh um yeah okay and it's her in a role at least in the roles that i've seen her in she's pretty buttoned up always well put together and everything yes. she does in this one she's a bit of a she's a mess Ooh, interesting yes. okay and she has more of like the cockney-ish accent <sighs> they do play with accents here definitely like some yes. british accents happening i think like david tam was rocking like a midlands accent which is like... Oh, I don't know. I don't a, remember. It's like not like a proper London accent or anything like that. It's a bit more throaty and like, you know, a bit more quick in speech. But just it was just very interesting to hear. It's like, oh, that's something I don't hear a lot in anything at all. Like, what, how, why, what is he talking like? Hmm. Um, but it's interesting just to hear Hilliat will just... It's when 
getting dirty. Yeah. <laughs> when she first came on the screen and started talking, I was taken aback for a second because I'm okay. used to her and like Agent Carter and other stuff where she's walking around. As you said, yeah, she's very put together. She's very professional. Mm -hmm. And this one, she is a little train wreck. And <laughs> fucking great. Which must be like, again, for her, um, it must Garçon, be amazing. Uh, what wine would go well with this? Uh, <laughs> 35 page script okay excellent i'll take that the the, the chardonnay please like it's just yes as an actor you go to this thing like i want to do this you can tell she's really enjoying herself mm -hmm. in in a good way like in that role because it's unlike at least i don't know what other things uh, in the uk she's done maybe she's done similar things mm -hmm. but it's very different from at least what she's done recently and it's a joy to watch. And from if the first two are an indication, David Tennant and Haley Atwell playing against type, mm -hmm. it feels like maybe that is like the bend of the producers on the show. Like the showrunners are like, we want people in here that you don't expect yeah. to be doing the things or to be accused of the things mm -hmm. that they are. Because that plays the mind of the audience. Like you wouldn't expect the doctor to commit a crime. Come yeah. on. Like, come on. A Agent Carter. <laughs> How would she? She would never. She stands for justice. All right. Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> that's Captain America's girlfriend, dude. That's his wife. Like, so I think that's a very interesting bend to this series that they want to like mess with the mind of the viewer and like throw away your expectations or like to challenge your expectations yeah. in like every viewing. And it makes you want to watch more. I think you should watch the Haley Atwell one. I think you'd enjoy it just because okay. I don't find necessarily the crime and stuff as compelling. It's not maybe quite as tense, but um. I enjoyed her performance and seeing her in something different. Okay. Yeah, I, I want to check more out of this. So I'm I'm curious about Criminal. Criminal on Netflix. Criminal UK. Criminal there's UK. there's a lot of them. You're right. I saw like Spain, Spain Netherlands. Uh, yeah, I think there's a Germany one. Okay. I want to check out the other ones. And again, this is something, again, Netflix is an uncurated mess. <laughs> I've said it many times and I keep saying it. This will, this has not ever popped up in my feed. And I don't think it ever will pop on my feed because Netflix doesn't want you to leave your box. It keeps on just throwing more things that you like in your box. Like, hey, I love pizza. Awesome. I got like spinach pizza. I have pepperoni. I've got extra cheese. All right. Like you like anchovies? You might. I'll throw that in there. But it's all pizza. Like I want to try a steak. Like, you know what? I want a salad today. Nah, you don't want a fucking salad, dude. You want more pizza. Like. No, it's just it just keeps throwing the same things at me or things like that. You know what? I know you were upset at pizza. Here's a calzone. <laughs> I think this is pizza. I know some people who disagree with that. <laughs> like it's like uh yeah, it just doesn't break uh what it's giving you. And that's up to its algorithm. Again, Netflix is a very numbers-based system. Um it's at least as far as I know cuz they don't reveal how they really work. Mm. So it, it's it is nice to, again, have conversations with friends, talk with people about the things that they like, which is what this show is all about, so you can learn more about the world and things that you may like. Because I got a thousand advertisements for Criminal UK. <laughs> I was like, oh, yum, thanks, Netflix. Pizza, you know I love pizza. Yum, 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 yum. You know what it gave me? Enter the Badlands. Keeps giving me Enter the Badlands. <laughs> Not that it's a bad show. It's fine. I fucking love pizza. But again, I don't always want pizza. That's funny. So, I'm yeah. like, oh, second help. There's more pizza, <laughs> more British pizza, <laughs> pizza and vests. Great, yes, more pizza. Thank you very much, Netflix. <laughs> uh, but 
future assignments yes um i'll go first go for it um i came across this movie this week and i didn't talk about the things i watched because it felt like this was made for you almost um (laughs) i greatly enjoyed this movie when i was younger but Mm -hmm. i didn't realize it was in until i saw it again so Jax, imagine if there was a movie made that had um long time stalwart friend of the show jerry b Mm. as the lead Mm. um who's your second lead none other than mr elementary himself johnny lee miller they're going up against each other in this movie. No, but I want, oh, <laughs> but I love them so much. But all the tension. Think about the tension. No. All right. But outside of that, we're not just dealing with these people, all right? That, that's, a, that's a great one-two punch right there. But we've also got Christopher Plummer, all right, in this oh. film as well. Um, we've also got um, none other than a uh, uh, seminal 1999 hit maker of the, of the song oh. Graduation, huh? Vitamin C. <gasps> Vitamin C is in this movie. Thank God. Uh, <laughs> I knew I was missing some kind of ingredient. <laughs> Danny Masterson is here. Oh, um, short hair or long curly hair? Uh, long curly hair. Okay. Uh, we've and this is the height of his that seventy show powers. Gotcha. That's what I figured. You can't cut the hair. We've got Shane West. All right, Mister Walk to remember himself. Ah, uh, yes. Up in uh, here. He. I'm glad you specified because with my white guy blindness, he could have been one of like eighteen. <laughs> he could have been Andrew Keegan for all you need. <laughs> <laughs> No, Andrew Keegan is very distinct looking. <laughs> Let me tell you something. When I was getting the Tiger Beats and Bops back in the day, I'd be like, fucking Andrew Keegan, get out of here. Where's JTT? And I would be so annoyed. Because now looking back, yes, he was very handsome. But, but at he the runs time, a cult these days. So, you know, that's like what, problematic. What? Andrew Keegan runs a cult. This is the thing. <laughs> what? You look this up at home. Andrew Keegan is running a cult. Cult leader, Andrew Keegan. He's still handsome. Is that what his business card says? <laughs> cult leader. That's it. He's still a handsome man, but he also runs a cult. Just keep that in mind, ladies. Okay, well, I'll be Googling that later. <laughs> and um, now, we thought that the fun stopped there. Um, who else is in this movie? None other than Omar Epps, all right? <gasps> handsome. Um, Mr. House himself, okay? Not Mr. House himself. That would be, you know house mm. but um <laughs> but this movie what is this movie called what is this movie's name I'm probably you're probably all wondering right now everyone's very mad that i'm not saying it it's dracula 2000 is the name of this movie <laughs> that's the name of this this movie wait w- didn't see that coming <laughs> i've heard of it um it's on hulu um it is not good really oh also uh <laughs> oh good <laughs> jerry ryan from uh star trek uh, Voyagers. Oh, yep, this, yep, yep, yep. Um, who played seven and nine? Um, it's not good, uh, really. But I thought, given that cast, how could you go wrong? <laughs> I mean, Jason, it's got vitamin C. It's got vitamin C in a like an actual meaty supporting role. <laughs> what is your hair bright orange? It's orangish. It's not like okay. It's not vitamin C. Vitamin orange. C orange. Okay. Um, but it is not good. Um, but the twist, well, there's, a tw- the twist. there's a twist here that happens and at 13 and kind of at 32, I'm like, it kind of makes sense, guys. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of makes sense. Come on. All right. Your honor in the defense of Dracula 2000, the twist was kind of cool. Wasn't it? <laughs> Before you sent this movie to death. Here's Let's look the at the thing. twist. Here's the thing. I'm a dum-dum. <laughs> I'm like book smart, but I'm also a dum-dum sometimes. <laughs> and so... 
I'm easily impressed by Twist. <laughs> uh, what's the M. Night Shyamalan movie? The Village? The Village, yes. People all shit on the twist in that movie. And I was like, that was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> that was a great twist. Sadly, the twist was spoiled for me when I found out that's dumb. Hey. <laughs> but I feel like if you had gone into it. You know what? I think had I gone to that movie not knowing what the twist was. You wouldn't have known. I wouldn't have known. I'd be like, all right, it's kind of cool. This, I didn't know. It was, like, I didn't know what was happening. What? It, oh, I still am impressed to this day. M. Night, don't feel bad about that one. And he shouldn't feel bad, M. Night. You've made some decent movies in the last couple of years. Was Adrian right? Brody's role in that movie questionable? Yes, but take that out. Fine. It's fine. You have made Grandmother's House, which was really good. Grandmother's House? It's a found footage film uh, featuring Catherine Hahn about two kids that go to visit their grandparents. Uh-huh. And it's really scary. Oh, you told me about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and also, he uh, made the movie. He did a glass. Glass was fun. Okay. It was fun. <laughs> like solid and like you did a reverse twist dude noise yeah <laughs> um, i'm always impressed by a twist um but yeah i i would like you to watch right 2000 i mean i think i'm gonna enjoy it just how like how much screen time does my man johnny lee get a lot yes like he is second on the call sheet like oh, yeah. he's there a lot Good. he's our hero johnny Good. Yeah, he's mine too. <laughs> in real life and in film. <laughs> Maybe here is the wrong word. <laughs> but you know what I mean. I know what you mean. Okay. Um, I want to bang him. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Hero is really probably not accurate. But yeah, like, yeah. Enrique, Enrique, like, you know, the hero in Rick Iglesias type of hero. You know, that song <laughs> is, to do, is to be applied here to uh, John Lee. Not like your Abraham Lincoln type of hero. <laughs> no, 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 no. no, no. Like, uh, type of hero. He's like, not going to save the world or anything like that. But he's going to save my heart. Okay. Yeah, he is. <laughs> um, you know, we were talking before. I have a couple things in mind, surprisingly, okay. based okay. on our chats. Um, do I want you to watch The Hobbit or Penguins of Madagascar? <laughs> um, you know what? I think uh, I'm going to go with The Hobbit because I don't know if Penguins of Madagascar is available in, anywhere. Okay. But that will be coming up. Just you wait. <laughs> um, you, We were talking off mic and you mentioned that you've only seen the last Hobbit movie of the trilogy, what which is like is by far the weakest. The Battle of the Three. Five or, armies, five Jason. Armies. Five. Okay. God, how many armies there were i can't think of what all five were to be totally honest with you and i remember trying to count <laughs> there's a lot going on and i was like how many because they were the dwarves the orcs i guess we elves. the elves are thorn and his boys the a fourth uh, okay they're more so, like a band really so you got the elves uh um wait so are the doors Okay, so yeah, I guess are they their their own army? Yeah, because you got the elves, then you got their cousins, the or the dwarf cousins. Okay, and uh, then that, that other dwarf army that comes in at the end when he's riding on the pig is that technically like the fifth army? So what are all five? <laughs> so we have the elves. The elves. We've got the dwarves that are already there to start the fight. We've the, got like the twelve. The twelve. Okay, but that's more like a platoon. But whatever. <laughs> Um, then we battle got- the f- four armies in the platoon. 
Rolls right off the tongue. We've got um, uh, the orcs. Uh huh. The last dwarven army that comes in at right. the end. What's the fifth? Is there one? another? There's another elven army that comes in, right? Is there? Is that Legolas and his boys? Do they come in? I think so, because Evangeline Lily is there first, and then Legolas and the homies come in. But no, because they're from. They're already there. You know what? I want to watch it. I'm going to cop the armies. Because Lee Pace <laughs> is already there, and that's his dad. Mm-hmm. So is the fifth army just like the ones like there's some orcs over here, and now there's more over there? I guess. They were really loose with this titling. They should have thought this over. Yeah. Or I'm stupid. <laughs> there's a real 50-50 chance here. Pete, but you're smart. Peter Jackson, come at us, all right? Let us know. Respond on, you know, <laughs> on on Instagram or send us an email. Let us know. It's really easy to know, Pete. Okay? Thanks. Yeah, I don't know what I don't know what those five armies are. Anyways, I found much like um the Lord of the Rings trilogy, I personally enjoy I've rewatched them recently. Mm-hmm. And I found both with The Hobbit and The Lord of the Rings, um, I enjoyed the first movie the most. Granted, in Lord of the Rings, the, um, oh my god, the Battle of Helm's Deep is fucking amazing. Excellent. But it's the best part of that. The rest of it, I'm like, eh, whatever. Oh, of uh, Two Towers? Yeah. Okay. Not, eh, whatever. It's fine, but... Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I enjoyed the first one the most. Same with The Hobbit. Second one is not as good. It's f- okay. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to say, Jason. <laughs> but I'm going to make you watch it. I'm going to have you watch the first one. Okay. The first See how you like it. Just yeah. The Hobbit and Unexpected Journey. Yes. Okay. All right. I'm glad you got that subtitle in there. The subtitles are pretty memorable, I think. It, the second one is called The Desolation of Smog, right? Yeah. Or just the Hobbit, the Desolation of Smog. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I remember that they happened, but I didn't see them really. <laughs> I'm surprised. Again, I love the Lord of the Rings trilogy uh, of films. Yes. Um, but I just think when it came to the Hobbit movies, it's like, no, this feels weird to have it be three movies. I mean, yeah, it was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. It could have been one three-hour movie. Yeah. Maybe two two-hour movies three three-hour movies is like really this manufactured epic was just like yeah. nah okay i still enjoy just going back to that world though yeah fair it's enough so fun. and martin freeman's just yeah yeah the man and uh richard armitage yes like martin freeman perfect as a reluctant hero yes but also, I feel like you're skipping over Richard Armitage. I wouldn't skip over Richard Armitage. So handsome. <laughs> he's a, he's a, he can grow one hell of a beard. Yes. Those, yeah. I could just talk about him all day. <laughs> we'll get into it. Um, okay. So we got our assignments. Got our assignments. Um, and yeah. We did it, guys. Another episode's next. Next episode is episode 40. The big 4-0. Oh, shit. Yeah. Middle-aged. Um <laughs> <laughs> Still single. Midlife crisis. <laughs> All right. I'm buying a buy Corvette. <laughs> <laughs> you buy a Porsche. I'll buy my Corvette. We'll trade on the weekends. It'll be great. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yes, join us. We'll, we'll have some fun. 
uh, and we'll talk about some more things. I may talk about the state of wrestling as it is today. Oh, um, update. And yeah, it'll be fun. We'll have we'll have we'll have some some drinks. We'll have a good time. You know, we good. Oh, meeting us in the audience. We'll have drinks. Okay. The audience doesn't have to have drinks. No one has to have drinks. I mean, you have to do anything you don't want to. Okay. Is it weird that my first thought was chocolate milk? Th- hey, if that's the kind of drink you want to have, you can. I didn't specify what kind of drinks. Mm, you can have yeah. water. You can have strawberry if you wanted to. Strawberry milk. Ooh. All right. Now you're talking my language. Absolutely. Whatever you want to do, you can. I don't can. know why I'm saying it. Like, it's sensual. <laughs> Talk about milkshake. It's quite the experience <laughs> is why. <laughs> but again, thank y'all for joining us. Thank you. And we will see you next time. Bye. Bye.